Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your hormone levels? With Let's Get Checked, you could do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in just five days. Did you know that hormone imbalance symptoms can range from feeling tired all the time to insomnia, breast tenderness, and changes in blood pressure? Female hormone function is important for a number of different functions. Polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS, ovarian failure, low ovarian reserve, early menopause, menopause, thyroid issues, and ovulation function. And some of the main symptoms of thyroid imbalance include weight gain, fatigue or feeling tired all the time, mood changes, skin rashes, and headaches. So, how does the process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. All you have to do is self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger and mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in a prepaid label. You will also receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team, who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with a 30% off discount code, MORNING30. So if you want to find out what's going on with your body, visit Let's Get Checked and order your test today. It's good to know. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, they found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Everyone has their obsession, some more harmful than others. But for the most part, our obsessions can turn into a productive hobby or even a career. On August 21st, 1962, a man was born who would go on to commit heinous acts against young girls. And when he was finally captured, the media would go into a frenzy, blaming his obsession with manga and anime. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. 
Tsutomu Miyazaki was born prematurely on August 21, 1962, in Itsukichi, Tokyo. When he was born, his family noticed he had a strange birth defect that left his hand joints fused together, giving him skeletal-like long fingers and the inability to bend his wrists upward. This deformity made him the target of a magnitude of bullies. He was completely ostracized, and the one-time star student plummeted to the bottom of the class. His grades were so poor that he was unable to get into university, and his dreams of becoming an, an English teacher soon gave way, and he instead became a photo technician while attending junior college. By the mid-1980s, he was living back at his parents' home, sharing a room with his sister while his father tried to convince him to take over the newspaper print shop he owned. But Tsutomu was having no part in living his father's life. He just wanted to be listened to and felt his family ignored him in favor of material things. And this feeling would extend to all the women in his life, including his sisters and girls his own age. In terms of female partners, Tsutomu was described as physically and sexually immature. Girls ignored him, and on the off chance that they gave him a shot, his shortcomings would end their exchange. He was known to take a video camera to the tennis courts in order to get inappropriate shots of the females as they played in skirts, and by 1984, grew tired of adult porn magazines that, quote, black out the most important part, and turned in favor to the much less regulated child pornography. You see, the laws forbade showing pubic hair, not sex organs. By May of 1988, the only person to show support and love towards Tsutomu his grandfather, died and he slipped into a deep depression that isolated him further. Wanting to retain something of his grandfather, Tsutomu ate some of his ashes. Just a few weeks later, he attacked one of his sisters after she caught him watching her in the shower, and when his mother tried to intervene, he attacked her as well. He was spiraling, and with this spiral came the dark persona that would soon be known as the otaku murderer a vicious child murderer and rapist. On August 22, 1988, just one day after his 26th birthday, Tsutomu Miyazaki abducted four-year-old Marie Kono while she was playing at a friend's house. He led her to his vehicle, drove westward of Tokyo, and parked under a bridge. He sat there with the young, terrified girl for about 30 minutes before finally strangling her to death as she began to cry. He then sexually assaulted her post-mortem, took her clothing with him, and left her body in the hills near his home. He would later return to remove her hands and feet as a macabre trophy. He then burned her body, ground the remains into a powder, and placed it in a box along with photos of her clothing, several teeth, and a postcard that read, Mary, cremated, bones, investigate, prove. This box and its contents were sent to Mary's family. On October 3, 1988, Tsutomu spotted 7-year-old Masami Yoshizawa. He drove the girl to the same spot he took Mary and took her life in the same horrible manner. He assaulted her corpse and took her clothing with him when he departed. Just a few months later, on December 12, 1988, he forced 8-year-old Erica Namba into his car as she walked from a friend's house. He forced her to strip took photos, and then strangled her like the girls before. He then bound her feet and hands behind her back, covered her with a sheet, and placed her in the trunk of his car. 
Her clothing was disposed of in a wooded area while her body was found in the adjoining parking lot. Her family, like Mary's, received a terrifying postcard that formed the words, Erica, cold, cough, throat, rest, death, out of cut-up magazine letters. Another similarity between each of the victims' families was the silent nuisance calls that came just after their daughters went missing. When they answered the phone was the deep and loud breathing of a man on the other line. And if they did not answer, he would call back incessantly for up to 20 minutes. On June 6, 1989, Sutomu convinced five-year-old Ayako Nomoto to allow him to photograph her. He led her car where he took her life, placing her in the trunk and bringing her to his apartment. Once there, he sexually assaulted her body for two days and in between acts, would pose her body and take photos. As her body began to decompose, he dismembered her and left her torso in a cemetery and her head in the nearby hills. He kept only her hands and would spend time drinking blood from them and even consuming the pieces. Worried the cemetery wasn't a good hiding space, he went back for her body and placed it in his closet. On July 23, 1989, Sutomu took a risk and separated a pair of sisters, and when their father returned home to find him taking photos of his young, nude daughter, the man began attacking Sutomu. He managed to escape on foot, but when he returned for his car, the police were waiting with handcuffs. Sutomu Miyazaki calmly and indifferently went into custody. News of the murders and his capture caused a moral panic against otaku, which is a Japanese term for anyone with consuming interest in anime or manga. When they checked inside of his home, police found 5,763 videotapes. Some were anime, some were violent slasher films, and others were personal footage and photos of his victims. They feared the fantasy world that these films created were turning men like Tsutomu into murderous fiends with no grip in reality. While most believed his dark side came from too much television, professionals surmised that he suffered from one or more personality disorders, though he was determined to be cognizant enough to understand his crimes and stand trial. He was brought to trial in 1994, and his father, ashamed of what he had done, refused to offer financial support for legal counsel and would later complete suicide. During the trial, Tsutomu Miyazaki calmly answered all of the questions. He was unbothered by his crimes and claimed that an alter ego called the Rat Man was responsible for the murders. He was found criminally sane and, on April 14, 1997, was sentenced to death by hanging. Tsutomu Miyazaki was executed on June 17, 2008. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on August 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.